0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. You guys are going to love the organization we're, we're highlighting. We're talking charity water. You guys have all, many of you have probably heard about this organization. It's just an amazing um, story that you're going to hear today. And on the podcast is their new SVP, relatively new, right? In the last year, SVP of subscriptions, MZ Goodman. MZ, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining
1: Thanks
0: for having me. It's so cool. I love this company. Um, I actually met the founder Scott Harrison a couple of years ago, um, and I feel like I've seen it—the um, organization—pop up on like all my social feeds regularly when people are raising money for this incredible organization. And um, and you've got a really cool story in terms of the things that you're working on. So let's do this. Um, For those that are listening that may not know Charity Water, how about just give us the quick high-level overview of the organization and and some of the metrics and numbers. How does that sound?
1: Sure. Um, So Charity Water works with partner experts and agencies to build water programs in developing countries, bring water to people in underserved communities who lack access to clean water. We work with our partners to determine what the best solution is for the communities in which we're working, whether it's a pipe system, um, a filtration system, or a system that harvests rainwater.
0: It's just amazing, right? So I, I was doing my homework on you of course and the organization and um, it was, I was blown away by this number that 785 million people in the world live without clean water. I mean, that's it's an unbelievable problem that i know you and the organization are looking to solve and what a cool you know and and easy to focus on vision right for for where to go with the organization
1: super fundamental right
0: it's so great. And then I, I also saw you, you funded close to 60,000 water projects for over 11 million people. And that's only in what? It's what? 15 years or so since the exactly. company started? Exactly. It's 14,
1: 15 years. 28 countries over. Um, I think we're saying 11.4 million people served at this point through roughly 56,000 water
0: projects. Unbelievable. Some big numbers, and and a lot of you listening have probably had a big part in contributing to that. Um, One of the interesting things, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this in a minute, is this whole idea of the 100% model, quote-unquote, and the idea here is when you raise money for uh, this cause, this organization, 100% of the money goes to these projects, which is unique, and we all know that when we give to nonprofits, that's not always the case right mz i mean that's that's a unique proposition here
1: yeah it's a it's definitely a charity water value proposition um and we have really built our our reputation on transparency so when you make a donation um you you see or you are connected to the community um you know to which your dollars have gone and the 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 people the beneficiaries um of the program dollars
0: it's just awesome. So let's let's dive in more. So I, you know, as I was looking, of course, I knew the organization. I enjoyed kind of getting some of the backstory on it, and then I was checking out you and your background. And so I, 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 I you've had amazing moves, and I'm curious to just hear your story. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, and then what led you to join Charity Water and running subscriptions.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to it's, hear. It's a this. long story, Justin. <laughs> Bring it. Um, Come on, <laughs> hopefully MC. i will to take up the rest <laughs> of the podcast. For this. So I, I've spent um, my product career working for fantastic consumer brands, Charity Water is no exception, um, really working with businesses during transformative periods um, in their their business history. So I worked for, I, I ran web product development at the times when that when that organization was going through, sure. you know, tremendous change, um, working to become a continuous news operation, really building up the digital product set, transformation of the business model, evolution um, of the product beyond just the core news report. So, you know, lots of transformation happening there. I went from there to Ralph Lauren to build yep. a, you know, I joined Ralph Lauren when the e-commerce division represented roughly 500 million in revenue is in the context of an $8 billion publicly trading company. Um, And that felt to me like there was just a lot of opportunity. The mandate there was to insource our technical platform and operations to really build a differentiated product that helped to effectively change the customer profile of who was shopping on robborn.com, trying to make that you know, digital business look much more like our flagship business rather than our, our wholesale business. So super interesting challenge. I was really interested when I was at the Times um, in the impact of curation on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so I understood that from the curation side of things. And I really wanted to learn commerce at scale to try to bring effectively content and commerce together. This was before content marketing was like a real Mm, thing, but that's effectively what I was interested in. Yeah. Um and so I spent a few years at Rafawn really just learning how that company operated at scale, you know, fantastic education. Um and from there joined Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's company, on the (laughs) heels of their series A, when they were really, you know, they had raised the money effectively to transform the business from being um a publisher you know they had they had been uh publishing newsletters for years and years very successfully and were trying to build a consumer revenue product sure. um so i joined the leadership team at, at that company to, to basically you know help build our e-commerce practice and operation wow. and product set um so it was exactly what i had had in mind when i'd left the times for ralph lawrence it was it was really just a terrific experience you know walked into really nothing, no inventory management, no warehouse, no real, you know, no real merch ops process. So anyway, super, super interesting. Very, very early stage. I, They've yeah. done tremendous things with that business, obviously.
0: <laughs> well, to, no question. And I mean, so you really focus on direct to consumer e-commerce, you know, we've covered that um, oh. with some other retailers we've had on the podcast. We, we've talked about our mutual friend, Kathy Hotka. She actually uh, was on a, a earlier um, episode of the podcast as well, talking about just the trend around e-commerce and growth there. and it's interesting though after that you went and started base and <laughs> I, I, I right i mean this is so cool um having
1: nothing to do with anything yeah, yeah I, but yeah, we, i mean
0: how cool is this i love these stories because you obviously got a strong digital econ backward and then and then you go start a non right i mean it's amazing
1: Yeah, I mean the well. It's interesting that you assume it's a nonprofit, which sort of ties into how I ended up in charity water. But we'll get back to that. I um, when you know working at an early stage high growth startup um, is exhilarating, but it can also be a little bit exhausting. (laughs) And when I left Goop, I actually like literally two days later got shingles and had the same bed for three weeks. And I thought, okay, maybe I should be doing something (laughs) Something else. Like (laughs) this is a sign, you know. So. I started Base, um, which was meant to co-living for young adults with special needs wow. um, who, who, you know, can live independently with some support and community programming in place. Um, and I, you know, it was meant to leverage the the co-working model that was um, taking off with neurotypical millennials. And there's really kind of a There's been an explosion in. I can talk about this forever. It's a separate podcast. I'm sure, but there's been an explosion (laughs) in um, in services for for young people with special needs and all of those kids, or you know, the prevalence of diagnosis of um, spectrum-related disorders. What got
0: you interested in that space? I mean, oh,
1: anyway, I'll just so that the you know prevalence of diagnosis has increased pretty significantly in the last 25 years. All of these kids are now becoming adults, and there's like a real shortage of. Of services and programming for the adult sure. DD community. yeah, so that's wow. what got me interested in it. I have a a son who has some learning differences. He goes to a school for kids with learning disabilities, so i'm I'm very, you know engaged in that community. He's, you know, young and living with us. So sure. it's not an issue I was solving for him, but it, it was something that I sort of saw happening around me and thought was really interesting and solvable with a sort of venture, a venture backed, wow. um, you know, mindset. So I, I went out to try to raise money, figuring look at all of these co-living companies that have, you know, raised huge amounts of money and I can do the same thing and build this product. So interestingly, as I was out pitching it, um, I was met pretty frequently with a, why aren't you a nonprofit question, right? This real kind of concern <laughs> right. that if I was running a for-profit enterprise that I would, you know, um, what would I make decisions based on the bottom line or the best interests of, uh, of the, the people customer, living and the exactly. residents, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, so I was, I was kind of evaluating that question um, somewhere in there. I was approached to, to join Glossier just as they closed their <laughs> series B round and they were also trying to build a product team and they had a really, deep bench of really talented engineers. And we're trying to figure out how to um, leverage that talent to really drive growth and value for the business. So I spent about a year and a half there building a digital product practice, so cool. um, working on business intelligence, really fun ah, to just get to be part space. of a yep. a company. Yeah, exactly. A company that had so much resonance with its customer base and was just on fire. It was really exciting. Everyone in the business was really smart. It was, it was a great time, but I was working on on base in the background the whole time and I was... Approached by a prospective partner who said, "Look, we might have a building." So I, I went back to it at that point. Spent another year or so trying to figure out how I could, you know, either make launch, it work. yeah, make it work, yeah. like launch launch an IRL, um, you know, wow. like my original co co living vision, or some kind of online offline community for for people with developmental disabilities and their caregivers, and um, ultimately just kind of, you know, I was bootstrapping a project and ran out of. Money and energy for the question uh, at some right. point, um, but I have to get back to it at some point. I, you know, it was it's really, a really a terrific, it's it's yeah, a terrific years. experience. And yeah. I, I, sit on a couple of advisory boards now, and wow. I'm leveraging
0: and my, what a myself need,
1: you know, greater scale.
0: To, not to sidebar, but man, what a need for the that service. I mean. Wow, Huge be an entire Huge Like name. I said, another podcast episode just on that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So back to your question. Wow. So when I decided to go back to work for someone else, you know, it's really hard after.
0: After having after your own having, thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. After having done your own thing and been your own boss for, you know, right. two and a half years. I think a lot of to, our listeners um, are
0: nodding their heads right now.
1: Yeah. It's just, it was really hard for me to imagine what I wanted to do next. I... You know, I evaluated a couple of opportunities in skincare and makeup, which is like a, a super interesting business. But nothing was really sticking with me. I spent some time doing contract work in the you know the DTC startup space. didn't didn't really want to go back to that. Sure. And um, and then I was approached by Charity Water about what was initially meant to be a consulting. Um, consulting project to help them figure out how to reorient the organization around this notion of a subscription program. So Got it. The, so Charity Waterhead about four years ago started what's called The Spring, which is our, um, our, our group of subscribers, essentially our member community, and really hadn't done much in terms of design of the organization to support the goal, but we stood up the opportunity for donors to give on a monthly basis. And, you know, three years later, when I got the call from our COO, Lauren Letta, the organization um, had amassed roughly 40,000 spring members really by doing nothing. Um, You know, they had put some money into paid not a ton and had just seen this growth. And Lauren called me and said, look, we're at 40,000 members. We want to figure out how to get
0: to <laughs> by doing nothing members.
1: <laughs> yeah. By doing nothing. And we want to, we want to grow to, you know, we want to 10 X the program in the next five years. Wow. And I thought, well, that's super interesting. right Um, they, and right they, up your alley, like, demonstrated right. product market fit, which is what every, you know, product lead looks for sure. and, um, and things were working. And I, I thought with, you know, based on what I learned about the organization with some um tweaks that lauren was imagining to the way the organization was set up to support the product that we could really do great things and so i was like are you sure this isn't a full-time job (laughs) right (laughs) because i was really you know again like i really wanted to just run my own business Spent so much time in product and then worked on my own thing. So it, 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 long story short, here I am on a full-time basis. Um,
0: so I feel tremendously lucky. So uh, awesome. Um, and for those listening that always thought you needed to have some like, you know, easy to define career path, right? <laughs> I think a lot of us have <laughs> made lots of moves and different steps and, uh, you know, and for all kinds of different reasons and be proud of that. Like be it's, you can tell a great story about uh, all the things you've gotten from it. And some of you are out there starting your own thing about bounce back into a big company or vice versa. I mean, like, you know, we all have different paths and I think that's, what's really cool here. So MZ, so what was it like to kind of, Can I
1: add you, can I add one more thing um, just to kind of bring it full circle? So, you know, again, I, I told you I was out pitching base and everybody said, why aren't you a nonprofit? So, you know, one thing that has, um, my career path has definitely been a little bit unconventional, but at every turn I've sort of set out a question for myself (laughs) to solve with the next, with the next thing. And so I was, you know, when I decided to go back to work for someone else, I really wanted to own revenue. I wanted to work on something that felt personally gratifying. And I was really interested in working for a nonprofit that, um, didn't operate like a nonprofit, um, that was, you know, innovative. And, And I will say that charity water operates and feels much more like a startup than a nonprofit.
0: Wow. That's so cool and what a neat opportunity um yeah yeah i i i fit the the mold of unconventional background as well um <laughs> and i'm
1: proud curiosity of curiosity <laughs> driven oh career. Oh my God. Like thank God. you. That is
0: awesome. I love that. I'm going to use that <laughs> later today. Um so <laughs> so SVP of subscriptions. So we had Robbie Kelman uh on a couple weeks ago and she was talking about the subscription economy. In fact, she's been on once or twice now talking about that and I feel and actually that's how you and I got connected, which is so cool. Um the network is powerful. Talk about what it means here um in terms of subscriptions and the things you're focused on.
1: Yeah. So so Our subscription program is basically donors who, you know, it's comprised of donors who um, are generously giving money in support of Charity Water's work monthly. Generously giving monthly in support of Charity Water's work. Um, And predictive revenue is a huge unlock for the organization. Got it. um, Particularly given our 100% model, because it really is it really enables us to plan our program roadmap out further um, further and further, obviously, with the more supporters um, who join the program. And as you said, there are, you know, 785 million people out there who lack access to clean water, that's we feel that the yeah. problem is solvable in our lifetime. Wow. And scaling the program, and that's not to say it will be solved wholly by Charity Water, but organizations like ours and our participation. Um, and scaling the spring is, a, is, is a, a big key for Charity Water in terms of scaling our operations.
0: Talk about the tactical aspects of it. So as an individual listening who maybe hasn't been involved with Charity Water, how does it work?
1: So you would come to the site, charitywater.org, and elect to to join the spring on a monthly basis. You can join for as little as $5 a month or as much as you'd like. We have donors who, very generous donors who give roughly $1,000 a month um, and beyond. And you become part of our, our spring member community. So you get access to stories from the field, Um, where your money is being deployed and we are working as you said i've i've been at charity water for less than a year but we are building out um, a bunch of member benefits and trying to extend the value proposition for our monthly community supporters
0: well and and as part of it at least building awareness of the organization like what's what's the uh, kind of the if you think about the pillars behind growing the subscription base slash um the spring program like what are the key things is it getting the message out is it here's an organization that's really attacking a global problem like what are the key things the key messages that you've been reinforcing
1: yeah so we um you know i think the the message we reinforce on the spring is the same that we talk about in in charity water um clean water changes everything, right? Sure. And there's so many different kind of subtext to that. Um, there's the the story of women and children who spend 40 billion hours a year walking to get water. Um, there's an education story. Clean water helps kids keep, keep kids in... Clean water helps keep kids in school. Um, you know, diseases from dirty water kill more people every year than other forms of violence put sure. together. So there's, you know, there are a bunch of just really compelling um brand stories that that we tell across across the org um yeah
0: Yeah, i was doing again jumping into some of the kind of the the why inside of the the mission and health time um education women empowerment just some of the impacts and then some of the ways that i've seen it come this program come to life i've seen some of my friends like even on Facebook or other social platforms, pledge their birthday like to make their any gifts to that go to charity. Water, um, I think it's what forty dollars. But I mean, you can impact a life with forty dollars. It's, it's exactly, awesome. exactly.
1: Mean, so we do, we do um, try. You know, we forty dollars will serve a person essentially. So we do tether a lot of our messaging to that, um, and and that is kind of roughly um, what we see many people coming in and subscribing at. Um, at that level, just because the the story makes a lot of sense, but yeah, we, we, you know, Charity Water, I think, um, initially achieved a lot of recognition and success with my Charity Water, which was our fundraising. It it remains our fundraising platform. This was, you know, before GoFundMe, before Facebook fundraiser. So, um, really generated, um, you know, quite a bit of, of programs revenue and, um, helped build the organization's reputation for innovation when that product was launched. So we're, obviously, that's a lot more commodified as an experience these days. So we're trying to build the sort of evolution of that. So sure. donors can, you know, you can elect to to campaign, you can give one time, or you can become a member. And we're trying to figure out how to consolidate all of that to really demonstrate the totality of your of your impact, um, ah. what, that in, what that impact means to your, the
0: world. Your lifetime impact, which is such a great segue. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I saw where you were going. I thought we were doing so that. So
0: funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I did write an outline. Um, so it's you guys, for those listening that give money to charities, one of the great things is you get a statement saying how much you gave, right? And a lot of times you might just get that annually. Um, or you may be able to see like what you've given over... A couple of years. Some organizations provide that, not all. Um, and then, what's really cool that Charity Water is doing is they've got a new project called the Lifetime Impact Program. And I'll let you explain it fully, MZ, but what I think is so cool is it's not just like what I've given, but it's, 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 like, it's like through my network of people what has been contributed over time and the impact of it. Did I say that right? I mean, I think Yeah, exactly, the, Okay, exactly. so talk about that. It's, it's amazing, cool, little program.
1: <laughs> it's, thank you. It's basically a metric that recognizes, as I said, the totality of your contribution. So every dollar you raise or donate obviously increases your lifetime impact. But also when you refer someone to join the spring, your lifetime impact will increase so cool. every month that they're a member. If you invite 10 friends to join the spring and they each give it a certain threshold every month, in five years your lifetime impact will grow, you know, significantly. Um That's
0: really cool. So it's like there's with, incentive so, for me to grow the people giving and, right, and, right. exactly. And
1: your and your legacy and like also the You know, working with your community, I hope this product is obviously very new, but I hope in time we'll be able to very directly connect you and the community that you refer in and the larger spring community to the projects where your dollars were directed. So it'll be very clear to you what impact the spring community has had um, and how many people the spring community has served
0: through our water project, yeah, super smart idea. I mean, there's incentive for me to grow, you know, my network of people that are involved. I'll call it. Um, there's incentive because it helps your organization, right? It's a win for you guys, um, and it's a win for the individuals that are. Oh, by the way, the ones that need water, clean water. I mean, it's just a triple win. This is so cool. All right, so MZ. You know, before we go, I always like to ask entrepreneurs, and you're certainly one, you know, what are one or two um, lessons learned or kind of things you've learned over your career or in the decisions you made in your career that you would offer up to our listeners? So I I know I didn't tell you that that we were going to talk about that before we started, but I'm putting you on the spot. Um, Give us one or two things that people should be thinking about as we, for those that are out there thinking about doing some of the things that you've done.
1: So I'm a huge believer, which will not surprise you, in a curiosity-led career. And the, you know, the the trade-off or the downside to that is it's not a kind of linear growth career, right? I, you know, maybe I could have been a CEO of, of a company at this point in my life, um, but instead I've sort of sought to answer questions that are of interest to me um, with every career choice that I've made, and. It's been really fun <laughs> so I love it. I've lear- <laughs> I've love learned it. so much with every um, you know with every new job that I've taken and um, that's been just incredibly personally gratifying to me the other thing I would I would offer your audience is um, you know while it was not necessarily easy to have tried to start a company and not been able to do so I would not trade that experience for anything I right. Absolutely. I mean, it was such a rewarding and enriching experience, and I learned so much about so many things that I had no idea about before I started. Um, I really pushed my own limits, and I was at a, a point in my life where I had begun to wonder whether there was something new that I wanted to do or that I could learn. And it was, it was just tremendously creatively energizing, which is not to say not difficult when I had sure. to put it aside, but sure. um, you know, looking back, I, I, I would do it all again.
0: Wow. I love it. So everyone, you could just listen to the last 90 seconds of the podcast and have some big takeaways <laughs> that's i love it i love that advice
1: also join the spring right join, Charity- there you go <laughs> thank
0: you yeah that's can the third that? piece of advice join the spring uh wh- speaking of that where can our listeners find you how can they engage with you uh share the website etc
1: sure so we're charitywater.org slash donate um would love to see you feel free to reach me at mz.goodman at charitywater.org always looking for um you know talented um, engaged committed people to join the organization and to join the team and I'd love I love to
0: hear it. From you. I love it I'm joining the spring today so M- tell <laughs> all your friends I can't even wait I, <laughs> increase I'm gonna, your impact in my lifetime impact exactly <laughs> yeah exactly hey MC it's been so great having you on the podcast thanks for, uh, for joining us today it's been awesome
1: thanks so much Justin super fun
0: the contender cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck